Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional custodians of the land on which this work is created and presented. I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. listening to The Community Library, a podcast, book club and discussion space. So this week's mini-sode, I decided to hold a Q&A. I asked you on Twitter and Instagram if you had any questions about reading and the podcast, and I'm going to answer them today. But before we get into the Q&A... I am going to tell you about what I'm currently reading. So at the moment, I am reading three books. The main book that I'm focusing on at the moment that I read every night before bed is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix by J.K. Rowling. I really love this book. I can't. Just my reread is further solidifying that this is my favorite book in the series. There's so much detail that goes into it. It's so intricate. I love the little snippets that you get of the kids at school, just like dealing with homework and friendships and teachers. And I just really love those moments where, you know, it's not all about Voldemort and the upcoming Wizarding World War. It's about Harry being nervous for his first date or... Ginny getting onto the Quidditch team or Ron practicing for the Quidditch team in secret or Hermione knitting hats for elves. Like it's, you just get these really nice moments of pure love and friendship and it's really comforting and nice. So I'm really enjoying that. The next book that I'm currently reading is The Nowhere Child by Christian White. This is a mystery thriller. It follows kind of two timelines and one is present day and it follows a woman who is just living her life, just hanging out. And one day she is approached by a man and he says, 30 years ago, a two-year-old child went missing in America and I believe you are that missing child. And the story unfolds from there and the other timeline we're following is... Um, back in the 90s in America when the child first went missing and the immediate reaction to this event. Uh, And so, yeah, it's pretty engaging at the moment. I'm interested to find out if she really is the missing child uh, or what the story behind that is. Um, So, yeah, I'm intrigued by it. At the moment, I'm also reading When Dimple Met Rishi. This is by Sandhya Menon. And it's so cute. I'm actually really, really loving this. And I thought I wouldn't like it because I'm not, I don't usually go for YA romances, but this one just kind of caught my eye. I thought it would be sweet. And it is. It's really, really sweet. I really like the audiobook. It's narrated by a woman and a man. And because we have two perspectives, we have the perspective of Dimple and the perspective of Rishi. The woman narrates Dimple's perspective and the man narrates Rishi's perspective. And I really like that because you can really distinguish the two perspectives from one another. And I really love that. 
I'm excited to see where it goes. If they get together, will they, won't they? But yeah, I'm really enjoying that one as well. Please let me know what you're currently reading. You can tweet me at Angowry Rice or you can use the hashtag the community library on both Instagram and Twitter and you can tag the community library in a post about what you're reading if you like. The Instagram handle is at the underscore community underscore library. I'd be really interested to see what you're reading, if you're enjoying it, if you're not. Um, So yeah, let me know. So I've picked out some questions and there are a lot of really interesting ones here. So I think a good one to start off with is, how did you get the idea for the community library? So I started really getting into podcasts maybe this time last year. So about April, May, June last year, because I was walking home from school every day by myself because my friend who I usually walk with had uh, lots of after-school bands and things like that. So I would walk home by myself and I'd listen to a podcast along the way. And the podcast that I really got into was Witch Please, which is a podcast where two Canadian professors critically analyze the Harry Potter series. And as soon as I found this, I was like, "This this is exactly what I want to listen to. And I loved it. And I, the thing that really caught my interest was their process of applying critical thinking and critical analysis to a children's book and a book that is very popular and is so integrated into pop culture and applying their knowledge of being literature professors to something that everybody can relate to. And that idea really caught my interest. I think that was probably the first spark where I thought, I'm doing this, you know, I'm applying critical thinking in school, in literature class, and what would happen if I applied that thinking to what I read in my own time? As I started listening to more podcasts, I discovered that I really liked this format, and I liked the format of being able to create something in your pajamas and nobody would care because they can't see you. So while I was, you know, thinking about creating a podcast, thinking about critically analyzing books in popular culture, children's books, young adult books, not just things like War and Peace or Shakespeare. So while I was thinking about all of these things, I graduated school and I'd found that my relationship with reading had changed since I'd been in school because a lot of it was associated with pressure and stress and homework and I didn't love that. Um, You know, I loved studying texts and writing essays and I was very passionate about it, but I always put too much pressure on myself. So once I graduated, I wanted to rebuild my relationship with reading into something that was a lot more positive and wasn't associated with so much stress. I also kind of wanted an excuse to keep reading and to keep analyzing books because I wasn't going to literature class anymore. And I knew I was really going to miss that. I was really going to miss sitting down with my peers and talking about books. So a lot of it was very personal in wanting to build up my relationship with reading again and make it something that I enjoyed again and not something that was associated with stress and homework. I found that this idea was something that my friends were interested in and shared very similar feelings with me. So I thought, well, why not take this a step further and why not take it to 
the public and share it with followers and people online. As I've kind of been getting more followers, I guess, online, I've been thinking a lot about the kind of content that I put out into the world because more and more people are seeing it. And this project is something that I'm very passionate about. It's it's content that I want to see. So I'm thinking, well, maybe other people want to see it too, hopefully. It's an idea that I think is positive and encouraging and exciting and it's to do with something that I'm very, very passionate about and that I think is a really valuable learning tool and that's reading. I'm really happy that it's grown into a podcast that I can share with a wider audience and I just hope that people love it as much as I do and people are excited about it as well. And even if nobody liked it, I'd I'd still make it because I actually have a lot of fun doing it. So yeah, that was a very long answer, but I hope that answered your question in some way. The next question is, where can I listen to the podcast? So as of the date of this recording, the podcast is available on iTunes, so Apple Podcasts, and on Anchor.fm. So I have an Anchor profile and there are links in the bios of both my normal Instagram account and the Instagram account for the podcast that will take you to the Anchor website where you can listen from there you can click on a link that will take you to listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. If by the time this episode is out and there are more platforms that it's available on, then I will link them in the show notes for you. This next question is favorite books. Um, And this is a tough one because as soon as I think about this, I forget every book I have ever read in my life. Um, I have actually used Goodreads, not sponsored by Goodreads, but I have a shelf on Goodreads that reminds me of my favorite books, which is very helpful. And these are ones that I've rated five stars that really stick with me. And I'm just going to rattle off the names at the moment, and then you can look into them and research them if you want. The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas, A Room of One's Own by Virginia Woolf, The Age of Innocence by Edith Wharton, The Man Who Loved Children by Christina Stead, why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race by Rennie Eddo-Lodge, Moxie by Jennifer Matthew, I Capture the Castle by Dodie Smith, and Emma by Jane Austen. And there are a few more in there, mostly more <laughs> Jane Austen and Virginia Woolf stuff. But yeah, th- that kind of gives you an idea of some of my favorite books. This question asks, have you ever been in a reading slump? And if so, how did you get out of it? Yes, definitely. Um, But at the time, I didn't know that it was called a reading slump or that was a thing that people could experience. I had a massive reading slump from when I was about 14 to when I was 16. Yeah, when I was in kind of grade 9, 10 and 11, I had this kind of weird relationship with reading where I was just too busy or I was really discouraged from reading in my own time because we were reading books at school that I didn't like and then reading was associated with homework and chores and stress and it was just really unsatisfying. It wasn't an enjoyable experience reading and studying books that I really didn't care for and so I just kind of got exhausted with reading and I didn't do it in my own time anymore. And then at the end of year 11, so that was the end of 2017, I kind of had a realization 
where I was like, oh, I used to be a bookworm. Like I used to read all the time and now I can't remember the last time I finished a book. And so at the start of uh, 2018, I decided to make it like the year of reading and I set myself a goal to read more books and I did. When I started implementing reading into my daily life again, I realized how much I missed it. I got back into a passion that I had forgotten about. This question asks, how many books do you typically read in a week? Well, luckily for you, dear listener, I am a super nerd and love organizing and graphing things. So I actually track my reading over the month and I have a chart or a graph on which I count how many pages I read in a day and I color code all the little lines and (laughs) yeah, it's super nerdy, but let me calculate it for you. (laughs) I just love bullet journaling and organizing things and tracking things and documenting things. So if we take last month, February, which was a pretty good reading month, I finished eight books. So that's eight books in four weeks. So that's two books a week. But I actually very rarely read a full book in seven days. Usually I read like three books at one time and it might take me 10 to 12 days to finish them all, but they all kind of finish at the same time. So that averages out to two books a week. My answer is two books a week, roughly. Okay, there you go. I like this question. It is, what's a book that you would say changed you? For this, I'm going to answer with a book that is kind of non-fiction activity book, how-to, self-help hybrid. It's kind of difficult to explain. Um, The book is How to Be an Explorer of the World, Portable Life Museum by Kerry Smith. This is from the author of Wreck This Journal. I think that is maybe her most popular book. But How to Be an Explorer of the World was the first Kerry Smith book that I received as a gift. It's a collection of ways to look at the world around you and reevaluate your relationship with the world and find beauty and interest in things that you would normally not give a second glance. It's also about documentation and collection. I think the book really inspired me to harness my love of documenting things. I love taking notes. I love making graphs. I love noticing patterns and tracking things over time. I love putting everything onto paper and documenting my life and my world. And that's why I think this book really, like when I was younger, it really inspired me to make that a central part of my life and a central part of how I move in the world. This question is, where is your favorite place to read? I like reading in my bedroom and I sit on my bed and read. That's about it. Anywhere that's comfortable. This question asks, will you only be reading fiction? And I assume this is in relation to the podcast. And no, I plan to talk about nonfiction and essays and poetry and plays and lots of different types of text and formats of text. I am getting increasingly interested in nonfiction and essay collections, so that's definitely something I want to look at in the future. 
This question asks, how do you set aside time for reading? I have talked about this a bit before, I think on my blog. In terms of squeezing reading in when you feel like you have no time, I've found that if I have either an audiobook or an ebook on my phone, that means if I'm waiting for public transport or waiting at the dentist's office or something like that, when you're hanging around and you have nothing to do, you can read instead of scrolling through Instagram. And I found that once I had a book on my phone, that was the easiest way for me to fit in little snippets of reading into my day and also cut down on time I spent on social media. What is your favorite genre to read? I can't give you a specific genre that I like to read, but I can give you genres that I don't like to read. No, that's being negative. Okay, I won't do that. I'm going to say my favorite genre to read, I, I really like reading classics and modern classics. And I also like reading contemporary YA. Do you prefer reading physical books or on a Kindle? I prefer reading physical books 100%. I like the feel of them. But as I said before, having an ebook is very convenient. And if I'm taking a day trip somewhere, it's much more convenient to just have a book on my iPad than have a physical one. This question asks, if you were the main character in a book, would you be the antagonist or the protagonist? I would hope I'd be the protagonist. <laughs> but I think there is something to be said for really well-written antagonists, especially when you know the motive for the antagonist. And if an antagonist has a very sound and believable motive, I think that's the sign of an antagonist that is interesting and intriguing and isn't just there to oppose the protagonist for no reason. This question is, is there a book that you had to put down multiple times before you finally came back and finished it? If so, what was the reason that the read was such a struggle? I have found that if I pick up a book more than twice and I can't finish it, then I will give up. Um, but there's one book, um, I Capture the Castle by Dodie Smith. I picked that up when I was about 12 and didn't really get into it and maybe made it about 25, 30 pages in and just stopped reading. And then I picked it up a few years later, maybe when I was 15 or 16, and I fell in love with it, finished it, thought it was brilliant, and now it's one of my favorite books. And I think initially, maybe I was just too young and I didn't identify with the character immediately. In the book, she's 15 or 16, I think. I think she's 16. And maybe just as a 12-year-old, I didn't I didn't relate to her as much as I did when I was the same age as her. But I'm glad that I gave it a second go because that is definitely one of my favorite books now. Do you ever reread novels? If so, which ones? I love rereading books, um, especially if I haven't read them in a very, very long time. Something like I, Coriander by Sally Gardner, that was one of my favorite books growing up. I hadn't read it since I was about, gosh, maybe eight or nine and I picked it up last year and read it all the way through. And I didn't like it as much as I did when I was younger. I think I liked it out of nostalgia more than anything. But if I had gone into it without having loved it as an eight-year-old, I probably wouldn't have liked it at all. So sometimes the rereading experience can be kind of disappointing. But 
there are some books like like Virginia Woolf's texts. I find that the more times I read them, the more I get out of them. I like rereading things that I know that I missed messages in so that I can read it a second time and get a bit more out of it and a third time and get even more out of it. So yes, in general, I do really like rereading books. What is your favorite book series? Harry Potter. (laughs) I honestly think that's it because I don't really read series. Although I will say I did love the Ink Heart, Ink Spell, Ink Death series by Cornelia Funke when I was younger and I'm actually planning to read that series this year and see if I still love it but I think Harry Potter will always have a very very special place in my heart. What is my favorite young adult novel? I would say my favorite one that I've read recently is probably The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. I just I really loved that. I thought it was brilliant and everybody has already said amazing things about it so you know, you you just, you know how, how amazing it is. If you've read it or if you've heard about it, like, yeah, it's, it's a great book. Really, really awesome. This question asks, do you prefer reading standalone novels or series and why? I prefer standalone novels. I don't, I find it difficult to commit. Is that, is that bad? Does that say something about me? I, <laughs> I prefer reading standalones because often I feel that the first book in a series, when the author knows that it's going to be a series, it often feels incomplete and it often feels like not a whole novel. I would say standalones I prefer. This question asks, I know you're a big Harry Potter fan. Which is your favorite Harry Potter book and why? Definitely Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix closely followed and very closely followed by Prisoner of Azkaban. Definitely those two. They're my top two. And I think it's the same with the movies, uh, but just flipped. So Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite movie, closely followed by Order of the Phoenix. This question asks, who is your favorite writer and why? I'd say my two favorite authors at the moment are, well, actually my three favorite authors right now are Jane Austen, Angie Thomas, and Virginia Woolf, I think. They're the three where I've read multiple works by them and I've consistently enjoyed their books. So I would say them. This person asks, where do you get your books from? I go to the library a lot. Um, The library that I go to is very close to the gym that I go to. So my kind of reward for going to the gym is I get to go to the library. (laughs) And it's good because it's making me go to the gym a lot more than I used to. My parents also have a collection of books that has a lot of classics. So if I want to read a widely known classic, I will look at their bookshelf because most likely we have a copy. I try to avoid buying books that I haven't read before. So for example, I read The Enchanted April and I read a borrowed copy and I loved it so much that I bought my own copy to put on my bookshelf. So I would prefer to have books on my bookshelf that I've read, that I know that I love. But mostly I get books from the library. Thank you so much for sending in all of your lovely questions. They were really interesting and thought-provoking, so thank you very much. If you have any requests of what you want to listen to in these minisodes or any books that you would like me to talk about in the full episodes, don't hesitate to tweet me at Angowry Rice. You can even use the hashtag the community library if you would like.
you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, you can subscribe on iTunes so that you never miss an episode. You can also rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. You can follow the community library on Instagram at the underscore community underscore library. And you can use the hashtag the community library on Instagram or Twitter. The podcast artwork is designed by Ashley Running. You can look up more of her work at ashleyrunning.com or you can go to helio-press.com. That's dash the symbol. Just another reminder that next week I will be discussing Pulp by Robin Talley with a guest and I encourage you to read along if you would like so you can join in on the discussion. Once again, thank you for listening and I'll talk to you next time. Bye!